Everybody and welcome to that was the worst podcast ever, a Sufjan Stevens podcast, where two friends sit down to talk about their favorite artist. Uh, my name is Justin. I'm here with Jordan Clausen, my friend. We're both huge Sufjan Stevens fans. Um, Jordan is a singer, songwriter, uh, producer, and he resides in Vancouver. And I am a friend that lives in Calgary, and we kind of just do this podcast. And today, (laughs) this is a great intro, isn't it? Today, we're talking about Sufjan's latest album, 2023's Javelin. But first, Jordan, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Um, I don't know if we've, I don't think we've talked about this, but my my indie wife is having our... uh, first indie child oh my gosh are you, i hope the world is ready for this perfect indie specimen <laughs> yeah <laughs> it is a genetically it's genetically engineered to perfection <laughs> to meet all of the indie standards um I, we are so excited for you guys by the way that is awesome mm-hmm. and it's like so official that you're releasing it to the public. So like yeah, everybody knows yeah. now. Well, I talked about it on my tour, so yeah, like from the stage. Oh, wow. Yeah. What was the reaction like? The reaction was uh some people were really excited. Like I was surprised at how excited some people were. Yeah, people <laughs> love this, Jor. People yeah. get excited. It's you know, it's just one of those things that like it's such a beautiful, wonderful thing. And uh, there's not many of these life events, you know? Yeah. There's not, you're not going to have you many know, it, of these life events. It's funny, actually. I saw this Andy Samberg thing. I think he was like on uh, Colbert or something. And he was like, you know, before you have kids, everybody's like, you have to have kids. It's so great. It's like you'll love them so much. <laughs> and then as soon as you get pregnant, everyone's like, welcome to hell. <laughs> And it's kind of true. true. You know, it's like, oh, dang, like our lives are going to be turned upside down. Um, but I think we're ready for it. I also just like I'm not I think that I really do well when um, I'm interrupted, you know, so I think this is going to be good. Like you yeah. like a good life disruption. Yeah. Well, you just I feel like all... the best one. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I just think like. It's the and I mean yeah it's the this the choice the the kind of multiplicity of choice that really stresses me out. Whereas you don't get to choose anymore when you have right. kids. Like you have to do it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So much of so much of it is chosen for you, and you are just strapping in for the ride. Yeah. And and it is kind of exciting. Yeah. Um. How do you, do you get a lot of, like, I feel it coming from me sometimes where, like, somebody, a new parent, and you come in with, like, an old parent kind of, like, smugness. You know what I mean? Like, do you feel that from people, like, oh, you don't know what you're getting into? Or, like, I just feel like there's a vibe where, like, old parents really want to educate the new parents, like, a little too much. You know what I mean? Like, I feel it, too. Yeah. I guess that's true, but I, I would say that probably applies more to, like, younger couples, you know? Like, we have some family friends and their son, he's, like, 22, and he just, they they just announced that they're having their first baby, and I think that applies a little bit more, whereas I'm, like, I'm pretty old. Like, I'm the same age as you already, yeah. and it's kind of the same thing as, like, being married. Like, everybody used to be like, haha, let me give you some marriage advice, but I kind of already knew. Like, when I got married, I wasn't, like... I'm going to have sex every day. Yes, you were. <laughs> no, I wasn't. Oh, oh, right. That was me. <laughs> oh, man, that's funny. Well, uh, yeah, I, I just feel like um, 
uh, like Courtney and I, my mainstream wife, when there's like somebody yet to be parents and they're like, oh yeah, we made plans in like two months and we're going to go here. We'll like do this side eye and be like, they have no idea. <laughs> and like, we really yeah. do get a kick out of it sometimes. Like you're not going yeah. anywhere. You know, it's like, you have no idea what you're getting into. Okay. And Courtney well, and I the... do kind of love cherishing those moments of just like, they don't yeah. realize. You Have you guys already done that for us? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Well, here's one. Here, here's the thing. Unless just you tell uh, me some. We're going, we're going to France in July. <laughs> <laughs> okay, a couple things. You do need to get a passport for the baby. Oh Don't yeah. Don't just waltz onto the plane with that. a human being without the identification. Yeah. Right. So, I guess that's possible. Three months. Will it be fun, Jordan? Is it going to be fun? What's it going to be like in an enclosed space with a new... It's not going to be fun. You can do it. Anyway, I, I guess I just also wanted to let the... the Some people might be like, man, we haven't had a That Was The Worst <laughs> Podcast Ever episode in a long time. Yeah, it's been a while. And I just want people to know that it's a combo of um, a huge um, kind of lack of competence on <laughs> both Justin and my part. Yeah. Um, I... So the way that we do these episodes is that we record our audio. Justin sends me his audio. I mix it. So I get it to all sound really good and like the volume levels proper and stuff. And then he edits that mixed file. Um, so I took about two months with um, finished audio for an episode on the Ascension, right? Mm-hmm. It was a great app. Yeah. And I took so long because I was way on tour and just because I'm adult and so then finally i was like yesterday i was like i'm gonna go do this i'm gonna finally edit this episode and i open it up and i'm like oh justin's audio isn't in the dropbox and then justin's like uh i think i completely deleted it <laughs> and every trace of it from my computer <laughs> so we've completely lost an episode so that's why it's taken so long for us but and here we are again i hope you are glad to see us and it means we have a lost episode we have an episode mm -hmm. on the Ascension that was, I mean, I can talk it up now because no one will ever hear it, but it was yeah. awesome. I was proud of it. It was fire. I put a lot of yeah. work into Sufjan it. We had Sufjan Stevens on, we had Sufjan Stevens on the podcast doing an interview about <laughs> the Ascension. <laughs> yeah. I mean, no one will ever know, it, right? Yeah. It was yeah. the best episode we've ever done. No, in all honesty, I put more research into that episode. I was like, I'm not going to just wing it. I like had facts. I read lyrics. Um, so I guess the question is, Jor, do we try to do it again? Because that's the only way yeah, we're going to have a, an episode on the Ascension because I deleted my audio. It is gone. Yeah. Um, I think we need to do it again. Yeah, I think we need to be faithful to the original vision. Um, e even right now, we're not really being faithful to the vision as we're jumping ahead to Javelin, which where we actually have a few um, records to cover before Javelin. However, it's just like big Sufjan news, you know. I, it's yeah. uh, I'd say it, it's the first record in the in his in the singer songwriter Sufjan world since Carrie and Lowell. Oh wow, you're not um, even going to count the Ascension. I don't think it's just, that's a singer-songwriter record. That's really. funny. I just, yeah, Sufjan fans, sound off. <laughs> I, I, that's not to say The Ascension's a bad record. I'm just saying I, it's I, very don't, different. I think this is yeah, more. Yeah, it has a very different yeah. feel. Yeah, this, it's more in the age of odds world, you know? Yeah. But it's, it, this is more singer-songwriter. It's guitars. And, mm -hmm. He got the guitars yeah. out. That's right. If, yeah. if you listen to our uh, lost episode, we talked all about how... The guitars got lost in storage and gentrification of his studio. Yeah. But anyway, we, yeah. we got to replicate that later. But this has been a huge Sufjan month, overwhelmingly mm -hmm. so, to the point that, like, Sufjan's... I saw him on the Huffington Post being covered. Like, like things have blown up. So in addition to Javelin coming out, um, uh, two huge things that Sufjan shared with us is, first... Uh, Sufjan shared a diagnosis on his Tumblr 
And he just talked about, I mean, if you're a Sufjan fan, you probably already know this, but he woke up one day and couldn't walk. And then mm-hmm. um, have, and it was very, very scary. And then he was di- diagnosed with an autoimmune disorder. It is called mm-hmm. Guillain-Barre syndrome. Yeah. And uh, if it moved into his brain, he would have died. But in the hospital, they put hemoglobins into his blood and it fought it back. But now he has to relearn to walk. So mm-hmm. as a Sufjan fan, when that just kind of came out of nowhere, uh, it was really shocking to hear that Sufjan had uh, uh, is diagnosed with an autoimmune disorder and is relearning to walk and and if didn't have any interventions, probably would have died. Like, that's pretty intense. Yeah. So... I agree. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't want to be too melodramatic, but I just had a moment where I was just like, oh my gosh, like, what if Javelin was his last record? You know, like, what if... I don't know. I guess it's made me wrestle with the fact that your favorite musicians and artists, like, there will come a day where you're like, there are no more albums coming. That's done. And I just never thought of that with Sufjan. And I hate to be such a downer right now, but I don't know. Is that weird yeah. that I went there? Uh, no, I don't think that's weird. I mean, I, I don't think that's actually usually how it plays out, you know? Like, I'm not kind of thinking like, <laughs> wow, one day Paul McCartney is going to die and there's just going to be no more Paul McCartney. <laughs> like, to be honest, I haven't, like, I think Paul McCartney is one of the greatest songwriters of all time, but I don't. I haven't listened to anything he's done in like the last, you know, since like the 90s. Yeah. I mean, that's a different example because I, who give like, like, I just, I'm just, we're saying, never going to have like a breed. simply having a wonderful Christmas time live performance ever again. <laughs> I know, but I just think Supian, I'm just saying Supian's a rare breed because I think he's continuing to make like provoking. Yeah. Interesting art. Yeah. I, Whereas I, I just don't, I think that very rarely happens as artists age. Which is, which is a conversation in itself. Why is it that the trajectory of an artist tends to taper off and then albums become less interesting and less relevant? And then you yeah. get legacy acts, you know, where you only want to hear a certain period of music and it would suck if they started playing their new stuff. What is like, what is that? You know, why is it that musicians particularly like, like suddenly they taper off? Like, I don't get it. Yeah. I think it's like a combination of a lot of things, but I don't, I don't know. I, I think part of it is like, um, that there's, I think there's something in youth actually that like, people don't know necessarily exactly how to write songs and that's like a real benefit to them. Yeah. You know, cause they're just kind of like stumbling through and just, they have to rely on their intuition yeah. a lot more. Yeah. But when you're, when you've done it a lot, I think it's easier to just kind of like fall into formulas and be less exploratory because you're just kind of like, oh, I know how to do this. Yeah. And I think um, there's this, like, well, I could do what worked before or like I could try to give the people what made me famous originally. And I don't know, people like a fan base actually can turn pretty quickly on an, on an artist if their album isn't any good. Yeah. But uh, in this case with Sufjan, yeah, he's going to be 50 soon. And I feel like he just put out one of his best records, which we'll talk about in a minute. Yeah. But yeah. Um, the other bit of news is uh, then he announced that he's dedicated the album to Evans Richardson the fourth, And then we have this epiphany, or at least I did, that Sufjan just lost his most significant romantic partner, you know, the post on Tumblr just calls him best friend and partner. Um, and then I just did some Googling and reading. And (laughs) one thing I hate about the internet is like, there are websites now written by AI that like try to give you information on Evans. 
like they're just trying to capitalize on people Googling this name. So like there's all these AI written stupid stuff, but essentially Sufjan opens up, I think, in a way that he usually doesn't. And he Mm. lets the public in on something that normally he doesn't do. And so these two things in succession really, in a lot of ways, reconnected me to Sufjan. Uh, Not that I ever wasn't, but I was like going through his Tumblr and looking at the photos that he's posting from the hospital. And then, yeah, I'm interested to know um, about Evans Richardson and, and what that relationship meant. And then I'm reading stuff like, oh, he went to the Oscars with Sufjan in 2018. And so I'm going, oh, so, yeah, this is a relationship that goes back to 2018 and maybe more. And then, and then it's hitting me. He died in uh, April of this year. So yeah. it, this album, Javelin, I'm assuming, uh, isn't recent enough to even process the death. Um, yeah, I wonder. Yeah. So... Uh, in a lot of ways, uh, I, I just feel really, really uh, heartbroken for Sufjan. Um, I know it's awkward because fans, uh, you know, aren't loved ones. But you get this feeling that you know Sufjan and, and uh, you know that, you know, he's suffered before. And it's just sad to hear that he's, he's having health issues, lost a partner and, and all that. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it was very sad. Yeah. Were you surprised at all, Jordan, that uh, Sufjan finally goes public, let's say, with his personal life, which he tends to not do? I was a little bit surprised, yeah. yeah. But I don't know. It felt appropriate, I guess. I think he also probably didn't want to... um, Well, I I would be really curious to know if the record is about this, if, if it's a reflection on losing a loved one. Yeah. Because I, I, I think probably he doesn't want to do something that's like uh, Carrie and Lowell again or be kind of pinned down as like, oh, he makes these kinds of records when tragedy strikes, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, anyway. Yeah, I, it's super, it's just like, man, our boy, he just like, yeah. all the bad stuff happens to him, you know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, and it goes back to that question of like, why why does the innocent suffer in a way, you know, cause it's like Sufjan's had age of odds. He's had his album, Carrie and Lowell. He's had his albums dealing with a lot of things, health being one of them, grief being another. And it's sad to hear that there's another wave of these things that have hit him really hard. And in a, and, uh, with health wise, um, like in a scary way, you know, like he's in rehab. I assume maybe he's out now. Um, but he said, you know, everybody diagnosed with, with this disorder, it usually takes about a year and you relearn to walk. And so I imagine that we'll see Sufjan on a stage again and, and making and recording music. And, and, you know, I expect that to happen, but it's just hard. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It was hard to hear. Um, and, and I think it gave a little bit more gravity to this album for me. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, Jordan, should we just jump into the album? Okay. You, no, yeah, let's jump into the record. Okay. Well, when we what? come... What? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well, when we come back, we're going to go track by track through uh, Sufjan's new album, Javelin. So stay with us. We'll be right back. What is this, a 90s uh, television show? Okay, we'll see you soon. Bye. You know I love you But everything heaven sends Must burn out in the end I promised you Just as you were in my dream Now let me off easy Well, yellow, (laughs) welcome back to (laughs) That Was the Worst Podcast Ever. Um, we're talking about Sufjan Stevens' brand new record called Javelin. It, it just came out in September, the end of September, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, I well, I mean, I I want to. I mean, oh, it says October sixth. Sorry, it came out October sixth. 
Do you love it, Just? I do. Yeah. Let me let me give you my opening thoughts. This feels okay. like there's echoes in Javelin in these songs of all through Sufjan's discography. Like there's sounds mm-hmm. that remind me of his Christmas albums. There's certain flutes that take me back to uh, to even a sun came. There's uh, electronic elements that remind me of Age of Odds. There's guitar parts that feel like Carrie and Lowell. But he also makes it sound like Javelin. It, he makes it sound like he's also doing new things while just feeling like he's giving us his whole like self. And, and like songs just start to explode at the end and get very Sufjani. Like every song just kind of starts one way and then just explodes into the universe, you know, which is very Sufjan to me. And so, I don't know, mm-hmm. this, it felt new and nostalgic all at once. It also feels really sad, um, sometimes hard to listen to because I think one of Jordan Clausen's most famous lines from our podcast is dissonance and confusion and despair are hard things to sit with. And sometimes that's coming across in the music. But Jordan, I want to hear your initial thoughts. What did you think as you've sat with this album or as you put it on tour, you know, with your bandmates when it came out? Uh, Yeah, I love it. I think it's awesome. It's gorgeous. Yeah, like like you said, it kind of is a bit of a mosaic of his whole discography or a reflection yeah. of his whole discography, but then also still feels like a maturation and uh like I'm learning more about the kind of his I don't know his what he does. Yeah. He's advancing, he's moving forward, but he's still kind of paying homage to everything that he's done yeah uh and the songs are just really well written and interesting and i i guess like one thing i really love about this record is that like i think this this could be a my age or um maybe a combination of a lot of things but i'm just like really tired of like people trying to like surprise me now right it just feels like that's like all the internet is yeah you know it's like people kind of being like hot takes and this just doesn't feel like and i think sufian does do that sometimes you know yeah um like he'll he he will like put something out that's like oh my gosh what is this it's an it's like an avant-garde jazz piano record (laughs) yeah and he's like gotcha but i i don't think this is like that. I don't feel like I, he's trying to surprise me. It just feels really sincere, genuine, honest. Yeah. And then, but then also just like really unique and innovative. So yeah. It's like that, that old classic C.S. Lewis quote, you know, uh, if you attempt to be original, you will always, if you attempt to be original, you will never be original. But if you attempt to be honest, you will always find originality. Whoa. I've never heard and that before. That's good. Yeah, and that's kind of what it feels like to me. Jordan has that tattooed under his eye, and he just read it off the mirror. Under my eye? Yeah, your face tattoo <laughs> of that quote. Like Post Malone? <laughs> yeah. It's like the longest quote to have under your <laughs> longest eye. longest quote. <laughs> and the irony is that you're not being original at all because Post Malone doesn't. Um, yeah. No, I think that's a great point, Jor. And I don't know, I... For me personally, the albums I love is when I actually just feel this is going to sound so stupid and maybe problematic, but it's the albums that make me feel like close to Sufjan. Like I've learned Mm. something about him and what he's going through. And there's Mm -hmm. for some reason, like an emotional connection to the to the person which is weird, but like, I really like, those are always my favorite albums. And I just feel like this is what he's done here, you know? Mm -hmm. And yeah. What about themes, Jor? I was thinking about themes. I actually, uh, speculation's dangerous, but what, I don't know. This feels like a breakup record. If like, um, uh, 
what's it called? Shit talk or something? Yeah, shit talk. And it really does feel like a like a breakup and even uh, Goodbye Evergreen and and different things, which is like, I'm in love with you. I want this to work, but we keep something keeps exploding and it's not working. But I love you. You know, I, I feel like th- those are the themes I was really feeling through it. But I don't know. Sufjan hasn't said that. And hopefully I'm not assuming something that's not there. Yeah, I see. I, I don't know. Yeah, I wouldn't read into it that much. It To me, it feels like the kind of hope. Uh, to me, it, like the record actually is quite hopeful, um, even though it is sad. And to me, it, it feels like growing up, you know, like um, that kind of like sorrow and burden that comes with the age of like kind of realizing that the world, how broken the world is and yeah. how how little control you have over it. Yeah. Um, but then also hope that, Mm. you know, that it could be better. I don't know. I, I could be wrong, but I I, I, I don't, you're totally right. And he ends the album kind of saying like, with hope that hopefully there is something good along the Avenue and there is a part with the Neil Young cover. Oh, there's a world. That's a Neil Young cover. Yeah. (laughs) Had no idea. I listened to it like a hundred times and I was like analyzing the lyrics as if Steve John wrote it. That's a cover? Yeah. Oh, well, I like it. Yeah. Yeah. And that is a hopeful part. So I just thought, Jordan, could we just go track by track through this baby and and let's just let let each song breathe and have it its own little right? Because I actually feel like every song in the album is worth talking about. So sure. Okay, we're going to start with Goodbye Evergreen. Here it is. Goodbye Evergreen, you know I love you. But everything heaven sent must burn out in the end. I promised you, just as you were in my dream. Now let me off easy. Slip down through the drain To release my scattered brain My enemy Something just isn't right I cut from the inside I'm frightened of the end I'm drowning in my self-defense Now punish me Think of me as what you will So what do you think, George? Yeah, um, I think it's good. Oh <laughs> yeah, my I think gosh. It, it, <laughs> I don't know. what you, you want me to have some kind of powerful insight to everything? I like it. I think that it's like, again, classic Sufjan, it goes to that. Yes. At the end, it just kind of like explodes, but it starts really kind of mellow. And, um, you know, Sufjan also does this thing where he like, how would you, how would I put it? He like has this this is kind of like antiquated like um, terms of affection that he likes to use, <laughs> right? Like yeah, like in like my red little fox or something. Yeah. It's like also just kind of bizarre. And goodbye evergreens kind of like that. It's like he's calling someone evergreen. Yeah, but it's like something like an eccentric old person would say, you know? Yeah, they're um, like old old poems. Yeah, goodbye evergreen, my red little fox. Yeah, he uses these almost nicknames or analogies. Yeah, he does that a lot in Carrying and Wool too. Yeah, um, some of them are easier to follow. Others, you are so cryptic that you're just like, yeah, I'm not sure what he's talking about. But yeah, the the one lyric, "Everything heaven sent burns up in the end," that that's mm-hmm. one that stood out to me. Um, yeah. Yeah. Did you know that Sufjan? made collages for every one of the tracks yes yeah and uh the vinyl is like i think it's a 45 page booklet oh and sufyan's made all the art on it so yeah i would love to get my hands on one of those do you like the art i do yeah and again it's you know it's reminiscent of um all delighted people ep yeah uh i really like the javelin text it it immediately made me think of of the CD covers that I grew up seeing at Barnes & Noble or at Best Buy. 
it re it reminds yeah. me of like Marcy Playground or Nirvana or something about it just took me back to those CDs and I really do like that. Do mm -hmm. you think I'm off? Totally. No, I, I I totally agree. It has this kind of '90s. It's kind of has this '90s feel. Um, I also like that he used collage in a way that feels kind of fresh, like um, because collage was super hip like five six years ago, <laughs> and everyone was using it as their covers, and it then it kind of went out of style. But he has this. I sound really pretentious. I, I'm not that I think it should have gone out of style. I'm just saying he no. uses it in a fresh way that doesn't feel like he's like, you know, like it's like 2015 or something. Well, listeners will know Jordan usually has his thumb on the pulse of like what is cool right now, um, what <laughs> no, album covers are acceptable. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Oh man, no, I'm very uncool. <laughs> no, the only thing I'm thinking about, about is when I was like, though. "Oh man, album covers where it's a picture of of the artist as a child," and you're like, "Yeah, if it's 2015, that's cool." <laughs> <laughs> um, I really like the hoodie too that says Javelin down there, but I think it's like sixty bucks or something. Prices are insane. Um, but yeah, it's a great look. It's very and again, it's very Sufjan. It's new and it also feels very Sufjan so so apparently goodbye evergreen I mean at least in the genius uh, about section it says that it's written after the passing of his partner okay okay yeah. let's listen to running start which I really love this opening guitar drawer mm-hmm That's not actually a guitar. It's Sufjan's signature guitar. It's called a Gitalin. Oh, the, it's not, not a six-string guitar? Like, no, it's called a Gitalin. So it's a... Uh, the, they're impossible to find. I would love to have one. But if you look, one, if you look it up, it's like this kind of box, like literally a square box, um, that's kind of reminiscent of a violin, but with some more resonance. I don't know. They're... There, there's only one company in the world that makes them and they don't they're like not making them right now so they're like yeah they're they're incredibly hard to track down uh but that's kind of because it's become his signature thing and that's why it kind of has that more kind of rustic kind of plunky feel to it yeah and the tuning sounds different yeah it might be yeah i'm not actually sure how it's tuned and a running start uh, this is one of the more optimistic songs. It sounds like a love song to me, and I really like it. And it's more celebratory mm -hmm. and hopeful. And I think it just talks about a loving relationship. And I don't know. I just like it. It's a happy one. It's a little yes. happy reprieve on the, the record. Totally. Yeah, it is. It's like all, it's just basically like about the excitement of falling in love, I think. Yeah. Um, and then it, it follows yeah. this this order that goodbye evergreen had where it goes off and kind of explodes at the end which sufjan's doing a lot on this record showing us his composer skills like he kind of dissects some melodies and like brings them out and changes them and has rounds and yeah it's very sufjan to to almost have this melody and then make it more challenging and inaccessible by doing his Sufjan thing. I just, this mm. is what makes it hard to play Sufjan for like your parents or your grandma or something is it's exper he does experimental things, I guess. Right. Yeah. Um, the song is in Sufjan. Another, there's a few songs on this record that are in the quintuple meter, which is five, four timing. And that's really unique. And that's a very Sufjan thing to do. If you listen, it's like one, two, three, four, five. Yeah. One, two, three, four, five. Um, which is very much like the. Which I really love. Celebration. Yes. That's in five. Yeah. And then next song. We go into. Oh, sorry. Will anybody ever love me? 
which I remember was one of the pre-release singles. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, this one I, this one lyrically I found really interesting. Will anybody ever love me? Don't you ever feel that way, George? Haven't you ever just asked that question to the to the darkness? Yes. Who hasn't? Yeah, is it? Does everybody do that? Will anybody ever love me? What do you think of that lyric, not for sport? I thought it was interesting. Yeah. Do you think that has to do with yeah. fame? And people loving him for his music and not... You know what I mean? Is that what he mean? Yeah, I, I think I, I took it more kind of like the way that love kind of works in you know our hyper modern age where it's like like a drug or something you know just like kind of like the sport of like kind of meeting and you know like how kind of chaotic and um, like relationships have become just kind of like finding someone that makes you feel something yeah Um, and that's the sport of it really oh that's good I think really real love is self-sacrificial and you kind of get caught up in it and you get to be yourself and you you know there's no fear and yeah yeah it's i sometimes i think sufyan does this really well he'll tap into a deep feeling that we all have and expresses it in a really beautiful way and it kind of opens it up in yourself and uh even creates songs for certain moments. I, like, I could picture me putting this on in a real bout of, of like, self-pity or something. Right. Just, yeah. just like, bombed somewhere. And, Will anybody ever love me? Yeah. yeah. I do love this I song. Think, yeah. Yeah. I think that I asked this, that question, too. Yeah. But it's, it's maybe it's more kind of like, will anyone ever get me enough to love to really love me. Well, tell us more about that, Jordan. <laughs> Shut <laughs> up, no. <laughs> Jordan, do you ever feel loved for sport? People are just trying to get some of that Jordan Klassen... D? <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, and you know, I, I think that when I was in my 20s, I, I was all about loving for sport. Yeah, yeah, just the excitement of it. And... Yeah, yeah, totally. It's just like fun, you know. It's not like you're like this is what my life's about. So, do you think it's like kind of like that thing where you're in youth group and you're just kind of forcing yourself to like someone just because it's fun, but you know that deep down you actually don't. No, I don't know if I'd put it that way. I think you can fall in love for sport, you know? Like, it's like when people are... Oh, I mean, there's every, to my every contestant on The Bachelor. Yeah. It's like they're in love with totally. the idea of love, of finding love. They're just in love with the it happening. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Or like, like when people... Like, I'll hear people talk about, like, I don't know, in the media and stuff, to hear people talk about, like, falling in love, but, like, knowing that this isn't, like, the forever thing or something. I'm like... What does that even mean? Like, <laughs> then that's not love, is it? Like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, Lo- uh, it's funny because like I I interpreted death. it as people loving him as the artist Sufyan and not as the person Sufyan. Yeah, like just like, you know, you know how like we could never have an actual functioning friendship with Sufyan Stevens, like that couldn't mm-hmm. happen because. We are a fan of him, first and foremost. Um, should we go ne- to Everything That Rises? Yeah, and uh, I just want to say this this is one of my favorites on the album. Couple reasons. Love what he does with his voice there. There's like a shaky. But most of all, and I, I know this is our stereotype, but it's the flan- another Flannery O'Connor reference. Yeah. 
and he's got a whole verse that is praying to Jesus, baby. He's checked two boxes for me that I'm just like, Sufjan, you've you did it again. You know, yes. a good man is hard to find is another Flannery O'Connor uh, song, yeah. and everything that rises is another Flannery O'Connor story. So. It's just fun to have these little echoes of previous Sufjans coming through in his new stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Jesus lift me up to a higher plane. Can you come around before I go insane? Cast me not in hell while my demons rage. Turn yourself around to see what I can say. Man, I love, love that lyric. Uh, what do you think everything that rises must converge means? I don't know. I actually was just thinking about that because I have never read this short story by Flannery O'Connor. Um, well, I just reread it. Uh, oh, reread it? Yeah. Oh, I've read it before. Oh, yeah. well, Lottie frickin' died. Well, do you want to hear? Okay. Well, here's the whole story. In 2005 and six, when I'm getting into Sufjan Stevens, I made Sufjan my personality. So it's like, Sufjan reads Flannery O'Connor, I read Flannery O'Connor. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, Sufjan, yeah. uh, he listens to this, I listen to that. It's like, it became my whole personality. So yeah, I read Flannery O'Connor, but it was only to be like Sufjan Stevens, which is so stupid. Yeah. And no, it's not stupid. I, 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 you know what? I don't know that much about Flannery O'Connor, but I know that a lot of, a lot of folks... I feel like she's a great example of like, from what I've read and understood and heard, um, like great religious art. You know, like it's it's provocative and uh, interesting, but it's still yeah, it is actually quite religious. Like totally. all the stories end in like a, you know, kind of a Christian epiphany. Well, yeah, and everything that rises must converge. It's a quote from a philosopher, and it it basically means like as you're growing in consciousness you begin to see that you you merge with everything you know so it's like the rising of of consciousness leads to love loving others i think is what it mm. means hmm. so anyway this story is great flannery o'connor is awesome i just don't want to bore our audience with analyzing flannery o'connor but this song is so good. I love it. Mm -hmm. Next up is my favorite song on the album. This song? Genuflecting mm -hmm. Ghost? Mm -hmm. This is your favorite song on the album? Yeah, why do you seem so surprised? I don't know. It's a, you know, actually this is a perfect Jordan Clawson pick. This is the one that reminds me of Carrie and Lowell. Yeah, I guess so, hey. Just yeah. the opening guitar. And would you know it? I had to Google what genuflect means. Did you? <laughs> no, I, I think You're I Googling it, it right now. I can see the reflection <laughs> no, on your face. No, I'm Jordan, not. all the computer, your computer monitor is changing color right now. <laughs> I'm on the genius page reading the lyrics. You knew what genuflecting <laughs> meant before this song came out. Yeah. Gosh. Do you, you think I'm such a loser? What is, do you just read? Do you read like 15th century, 18th century poems or something? Genu, you know what genuflect means? For those that don't, like me, it's like a one kneed bow. Yeah. Yeah, a genuflect. It's usually religious. Oh, it is. Mm -hmm. What do you think a genuflecting ghost is? I don't know. I, I really don't have Jordan, any idea. You will not about. speculate with me, and it is so <laughs> frustrating. Just speculate. I mean, I thought it was maybe more about um, just feeling like him feeling like, uh, you know, uh, over uh, people who just kind of like give themselves to everything and then kind of lose themselves. Oh, wow. And so they just feel like a bit of a ghost, you know? That's cool. Um, Genuine. Genuflecting ghost, I kiss no more. And this idea that like I don't want to be kind of a pushover or like a people pleaser anymore. Always giving myself as a sacrifice. Oh, give um, myself as a genuflect. I kiss no more. Oh, Chor, I think you've really hit the nail on the head. 
<laughs> Thanks. So it's like I don't like I don't want to be with the genuflecting ghost anymore. I don't want to keep kneeling. Or maybe he's saying maybe he's calling himself a genuflecting ghost. Yeah. Give myself as a sacrifice. Yeah. Genuflecting ghost. I kiss the floor. And in another song, he calls himself like a man without identity or something, or an invisible man. Mm. Yeah, which is a similar theme. Were you really mad that he has a song called Genuflecting Ghost and not you? <laughs> uh, no, uh, when I first heard that title, I was like, whoa, that is a bit of a... It's, it's a that's a bit of a burden. Okay. Because I feel like this could be a Jordan Glosson song title. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. Okay. Let's go to... I'm just the, jealous. The next song on the album, which is My Red Little Fox, which you mentioned. Yeah, he he did this with his mom in Carrie and Lowell. Or his mom calling him nicknames like My Little Dove or, you know, things like yeah. that. I found lyrically this one with just the metaphor is the hardest to figure out. As you really want to figure it for out. For some reason, yeah. I could, as I said, figure it out. I could feel you wince and just speak to my <laughs> spirit and say, art isn't to figure out. Well, it's not that. It's like, I think that there are some songs that are kind of like created to be like riddles a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, where you kind of piece them together and you're like, oh, like, you know, like um, that song Closing Time. Oh, I love that song. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like I... I I watched this video where he's like, it's actually about my my the birth of my first child, and like from his point of view, leaving the the womb. Um, he said and that. And so then I was. He said that. Yeah, that's what the song is about. Yeah. I remember him saying it's about just when bars close. I don't think. Anyway. Sorry. Go ahead. So when he said that, I was kind of like, oh, that's so cool. That's like such a clever take on it. Whereas, like, I think that like a lot of poetry isn't necessarily meant to be kind of figured out. It's just supposed to give an impression that makes you reflect on something. Mm. You know, it's not, it's not necessarily supposed to be like, oh, I'm just, I'm talking about a real experience, but I'm shrouding it in mystery and you have to piece it together, you know? Yeah, that's a good point. Like just, it just is what it is. It's just meant to kind of give an impression, I think. Yeah, and then he does that thing. Now I sing it. Won't you kiss me like the wind? Da -na 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 -na. You know that, like, growing up in the church, that's like a very worship leadery thing to be like, let's sing it again. Uh, or like, do something like that. <laughs> or like, yeah. the most famous uh, church worship song is, uh, How great is our God, sing with me. Yeah. And I've always found it a little awkward that everybody sings that part. They go, sing with me. And I'm like, shouldn't that just be reserved for the person with the microphone? Yeah, that's true. But I do like that he goes, now I sing and what? It just reminds me of those, like, those nostalgic, like, church moments, you know? Yes. Do you ever do little ad libs or, or maybe you tell people what lyrics are coming up? Like in my songs? Yeah, you know that's a worship thing. If there's no slides, you you give <laughs> give them a hint for the lyrics coming up. Yeah, I I don't I don't do uh, like kind of evangelical worship anymore <laughs> ever. So I don't know. But you know what I'm talking about, right? Like in you're saying in my concerts. <laughs> I don't Being know. Like, okay, these are the next lyrics that are coming up. Yeah, because you grew up in the church, and that's just kind of something that hangs on <laughs> that you just can't not do. No, I I hate that. I also remember a lot of just the women. Oh yes, I love that because <laughs> then when the men come in, the men go for the lowest possible octave. Yeah, so it's like, and now the men, and they're just like. Da, da, Shout da, da, to da. the north and the south. Sing to the, the east, east and, and the, the west. west. That's right. But it's like, <laughs> God forbid if a man was ever like, Jesus is saving <laughs> Like, you have to be like, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, 
Okay. Then we go into uh, So You Are Tired, which is one of the sadder, saddest songs on the record, I think. Yeah. And um, that's why I think it's a breakup record. It just, like a song like this, the going to your den, you know, like this, the lyrics to this song just remind me of what it feels like when you just wish you could get along at the moment, but you're watching somebody drift away and disappear. So, I don't know. He says, was it some kind of joke? Was it something I said or some kind of joke? So you are tired as the sun. Are you with or without a friend? And then this lyric is cool. Bring me back everything caught in your shield. Let everything descend. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, you are seething with laughter. And I was like, that, you don't normally seethe with laughter. Yeah. Anyway. I, yeah, so, again, I hate that I'm even. You hate that I'm making you do this. Yeah. But uh, one of the one things I wondered was, um, it, it sounds to me like a lover who has, like, uh, who doesn't want to live anymore. Yeah. Um, that was the impression I took from it. But also, that's a very weird and bad thing to do, is to project that onto. I know, so. <laughs> I know. I think there are, there are allusions to that. Um, but certainly, like, there's, there's a relationship. He says, I was the man still in love with you when I already knew it was done. Mm. Pretty heartbreaking lyric right there, isn't it? Yeah. This is, this is up there also as one of my favorites. It's just so, whoa, yeah. It just really punches you in the feels, you know? And, yeah. The background vocals, too, I love. I love the arrangement at the end here. Okay, next we have Javelin. This one's interesting. The Javelin that I accidentally threw at you that I'm looking in the snow for. And like, I didn't mean, I didn't mean to direct that at you. And if it had hit you, you w- I would have killed you. Like, that's basically what the song's saying. Which I just think is a great analogy of fighting in a relationship and accidentally it really is saying the thing you shouldn't have said yeah which believe me we've done it folks you have you've said things that were hurtful yeah getting in a fight with my mainstream wife it's horrible i've never said a hurtful thing you've never have you ever said something and and i know this is uh cliche but like you're like, man, if I could just catch the words right there and bring them back, I would. Like, how did that escape my mouth? That doesn't uh, happen to you? No. I. Uh, yes, actually, no, it has. I, I think there have been times where I've been, like, just, like, in a really bad mood or, like, yeah. felt really mentally just unstable and I've just, like, been really mean. Yeah. And then, like, it really hurts her, Olivia's feelings, and I'll be like, why am I such a dick? Actually, this wasn't even long ago. She's just like, this is the first time she's ever said anything to me like this. She's just like, you know, you can be a real asshole sometimes. Oh, yeah. And I oh, was like, I, Sorry, I'm yeah, saying that, that right. Courtney said that about me. Not that I'm agreeing that you're a real asshole. Although you can be. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I can. We all I can really be. Can. Yeah. No, not you. Oh, yeah. What's the most asshole thing you've ever done in your marriage? Oh. Just kidding. Don't answer that. Yeah. No, like just the other day I had like a very bad sarcastic comment that like I immediately was just like, you are an idiot. Um, no, Courtney and I, we're a married couple. We've been through thick and thin, baby. We're going on like yeah. 15 years. Wow. Yeah. No, we've been through it together. And yeah, we've been on a journey. But yeah, I just, I love when, uh, I don't know, Sufjan's just good at making these images, you know, the video store. (laughs) Being left at the video store, you know, you got uh, the mom dyeing her hair while the grandpa watched the VCR. 
you know <laughs> you just you get these images and uh yeah, he, yeah totally but totally you got the video store <laughs> sorry um next song which i also really <laughs> like and this is another vintage sufyan move is swearing is it vintage it's it, as of age of odds I guess, but Age of Odds felt a little bit like everyone. Was, I think that was still a time where people were like, uh, "Am I okay with this?" <laughs> it was like. Now I'm kind of like I don't think people even think about this twice. I actually think it's kind of funny. I, like shit talk is a funny thing for Sufjan to name his song. And it, yeah, it is. I know. I feel like we we went through like I couldn't say that sucks or I couldn't say that shut up, and it, in the year of our Lord like 2023, my mom says like fuck now. She does? Yeah. Like, that's how much <laughs> things have changed. Yeah. So, it's kind of sad. <laughs> yeah, I kind of miss it. I kind of miss the <laughs> yeah. innocence. Where, like, yeah. you could walk into a chapters and the self-help section wasn't just like, fuck, unfuck your fucking life, you fucking shithead. So <laughs> <laughs> it's just like every book. I'm like, what? We've yeah. really let this run away. But anyway, um, back to Sufjan. Um, this song too is about fighting, Jor. It's yeah. no more fighting. I don't want to shit talk anymore. You know, it's like, can we move on? And I don't know. Courtney and I have had moments in our relationship where, actually, we don't resolve a fight, but we just say we're too tired of fighting, and then we'll like just have to watch something or watch The Bachelor, and and almost just say like. No more. And it's funny how okay. much that helps us through. And I know that's like, don't let the sun go down on your anger. But sometimes we just are like, things are too hot. We need to just calm it down. And now I'm going to be like, I might just put this song on or be like, no more shit talk. You know, this is the anthem of no more fighting. Okay. Speaking of which, have you been watching The Golden Bachelor? Oh my gosh, Jor. <laughs> it got us back. It hooked us back in. We're back. Isn't in. it good? Isn't it good? It's unbelievable. It's... I don't know what to say about it. I... You probably cry like the whole time. Honestly, I feel sometimes I feel like they're a like they're too distinguished for this show. Like yeah, yeah. they put them in bunk beds. These are 70-year-olds with grandkids. <laughs> They're sleeping in bunk beds? You're keeping them up yeah. all night? These, I'm like, right. this doesn't feel right. Right. Yeah, I can see that. It's like my grandma's <laughs> in a bunk bed trying to date a man? Yeah. And then the record ends with, there's a world. And Jordan, I didn't know. What did you say? This is a Neil Young song? Yeah. Well, that makes sense. This is a great way to end the record, and I find Sufjan likes to do this. He doesn't leave us in a bad place. He always tends to leave us in a good place with his album. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yeah, it's... This is a super pretty song. Um... Yeah, love it. What can I say? I didn't actually know the Neil Young. I, I sound like I'm so like, uh, you didn't know it's a Neil Young song? Well, <laughs> the truth is I didn't know that it was, or I don't know the, the Neil Young song, but I had already read that it was a Neil Young cover. It's okay, Jordan. I feel like we all we all exaggerate how cool we are. We all do it. Yeah. You like have a Neil Young t-shirt on for some reason? <laughs> <laughs> Any final thoughts on the album? Yeah, it's one. This is when I know it's a good album. It's one that I keep listening to. It's like I keep wanting to listen to it. There's layers yeah. to it. It changes as you listen to it more. It gets better in some places. You learn to appreciate some things. I think this one has even grown. I've grown to like it even more uh, the more I listen to it. So, no, I think uh, this goes right up there. This is right up there with my faves. I got to be honest. I think this, we're talking top five Sufjan albums right here, in my opinion. For sure. For sure. Top three? Well, let's, let's do it. I think, to be honest, 
I think I have to do Illinois number one. Then I'm doing uh, Seven Swans. Then I'm doing Carrie and Lowell. Then, you know what? I'm going to put Javelin right there at four. Number four. Number four. Wow. Javelin's number four to me at the moment. What do you think, George? Um, Yeah, I would probably have Seven Swans as number one. Carrie and Lowell is number two. Illinois is number three. Uh, Michigan is number four. And uh, Javelin at number five. Wow. Sufjan, you did it. You did another classic. (laughs) And uh, if you're listening, we just hope you're feeling all right. And we hope you get better. And uh, yeah, thank you for gifting us with this incredible album. And um, please come on the podcast, Suf. We yeah. would love to chat with you. Um, it seems we... like the thing Sufjan wants to would love to do. What? Just talk to like two nobodies in yeah. Canada? Yeah, <laughs> but about his himself. I feel. Yeah. I feel like. I feel like what we do is actually like the kryptonite to, of Sufjan Stevens. Yeah. If anything, totally. Jordan, we've pushed him away from us. The lawsuit is still pending on the title, but. That's right. So, Um, Sufjan, come on the podcast where we can talk legalities about cease and desist and about how you copied Jordan's intellectual property. (laughs) We're just, we're kind of like a uh, Beatles and Beach Boys competition thing going, you know? Yeah. Well, Jor, let's close the episode just by talking about any other music that you're listening to anything uh so i've been listening a lot to this band called young fathers oh never Um, heard of them yeah it's it's like um this it's kind of like avant-garde garage rock um (laughs) from the uk i think they were nominated for the mercury prize they might have won the mercury prize actually which is the like it's like the english polaris prize um, so that I'm really into. Um, I my friend Will um, from the band Close Talker. They are putting out a new record, and so I've been listening to that. Uh, the new record is called uh, what is it called? The single's called Exodus. The new album's called uh, Oh Paper Mache. Or no, sorry, I don't know. I don't know what it's called. Anyway, I've been listening to the new Close Talker. It is what it is to come into your own. And now I question everything that I've been told. It is what it is. And how, is, how about you, dog? Oh, um, oh, you ever listen to Noah Gunderson? Yeah. He his new album I really like. He he has this interesting sound that it's very much like a '90s CCM sound that he's like playing oh. with, especially in this yeah. album. So like, huh? Like he, he, I know he grew up listening to like Keith Green and like and stuff. So it's just it's interesting to hear him play with music that like like contemporary christian sounding things that aren't christian um yeah it's very interesting so yeah it's called if this is the end i think is the name of the album and light a fire and burn away all the efforts of my glory days and then the new sufjan album honestly it's kind of i've just been cycling between the two yeah. Right now. So. Well, thanks, George. Okay. It was really fun to listen through Sufjan's album with you and good to catch up. And hopefully I won't delete this one and we can actually put it out. Yeah. Why don't, yeah. Um, this was really fun. I really love you all. Um, yeah, thanks for listening. This episode is dedicated to my future child um, who will be named uh, Justin. Aw. Yeah. 
And you'll give him a little indie... After, after Justin Timberlake. Oh, of course. That's what I yeah. assumed. Yeah. Um, and you'll give him like a little blonde bowl cut when he's old enough, or, or she. The indie child playbook is you get him a bowl cut as soon as you can. Yeah, if it's a girl, you do like the doll bangs. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't know. Like, uh, I have a mullet. I got my hair cut. So I have a mullet now. Wow, sure. So I might, I might go, f- I might get my kid a mullet. That you That's look great. Well. It makes you look more Thanks. like a country artist. Thanks, man. That's <laughs> what I was going for. I was actually going for '90s dad, but I have. That's my. That's what I'm going for. I want to look like Danny Tanner. I want to dress like Danny Tanner. <laughs> you should get a just it's just a light mullet, you know? Like it's not huge. It's just kind of like a little yeah, bit. Yeah. It is that is kind of like a full house mullet. Yeah. It's not in your face, but it's just subtle enough. It's there. Yeah. It's great. I love it. Well, yeah, man. And I just also want to say thanks to all the listeners. Thanks for sticking with us. If you made it to the end, you're man. Um, yeah. Well, this is Jordan and Justin saying, we think the dress looks nice dress on you. dress looks nice on you. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>